Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Hey, welcome everybody. How's it going? Rudy hey. here, Christian here. How's everything going? How's it going, man? It's good to see you again on a Monday night, 9 o'clock. I think it's a, it's a good time for us. Everybody gets home from work. You probably just got home from work. Bro, it, took me, it took me three hours to get home. <laughs> oh, three hours. God. That is ridiculous, man. But hey, we're glad you made it. And you know what? I'm wearing the same shirt as you. So look at that. Hey, we didn't even plan it. Look at that. Beautiful. You know what? Beautiful shirt from our friends at Ugly Guppy. They hooked it up. Uh, hopefully we get a little bit more gear from them. Uh, reach out to them and maybe we can no have pressure. a shirt. You know, yeah, no pressure. We'll have a shirt for you guys to maybe buy off their website and uh, kind of help Ugly Guppy push along. But Christian, we have a lot of stuff to touch on. And uh, I'm excited, man. I think we're getting closer and closer and closer yeah. to the regular season. Uh, I already put it on the schedule. I know <laughs> maybe uh, last year I talked about not... <laughs> not going to the game um for uh champions cup and but i think i, I put it on the schedule man is there a nine o'clock game <laughs> i'll be there but uh, obviously before that we'll have um the um home opener against uh sporting kc i'm actually planning to go to the gold cup matches on sunday so the next day and then tuesday so we'll see how that goes uh maybe i get put in the doghouse for a little bit but you know what <laughs> soccer is back and it's so so worth it buddy but hey tell the people how they can connect with us before we get started my friend yeah yeah of course uh everything lives on the website so uh bayoucitysoccer.net and you can find everything there uh and you can always uh of course check us out on social media uh twitter at bayoucitysoccer uh you know facebook instagram as well at bayoucitysoccer and don't forget to go to the youtube channel you i don't know if you're watching there maybe you're watching through uh twitter but, you know, hit us up there. Also, Bayou City Soccer, we, we try to stay up to date, put all, all the all the press conferences and everything and everything like that. But, you know, everything's going to redirect you and take you back to BayouCitySoccer.net where we have where all the articles live and everything like that. So we got a schedule ready to go as soon as the season kicks in. Uh, we're going to be kicking it as well. I mean, a bunch of us are already uh, writing here and there. But uh, a bunch of stuff is coming in, and uh, honestly, I'm very excited to see what you know what us as Bayou City Soccer are going to be able to do this year. I think it's going to be really good content, honestly. And you know, check us out, man. It's going to be good. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be fun. It's going to be some work, but you know what? We like it. So at the end of the yeah, day, yeah. it's it's a, it's some good work you put in. But shout out to Dago. Since I'm still in school, that sucks for you, man. Graduated a while back, so. Uh, <laughs> but I think he means he's still in class. That sucks, man. That that's late. Never, you know, sometimes it's good to take some late classes, but not too crazy late. But I guess I go a rundown of what we're gonna talk about. We, we're gonna talk a little bit about the dash. We uh we do have a orange talk for you guys that we'll try to debut, see if we can play live here for you guys to uh listen to. But we were able to chat with Tate Schmidt defender from the houston dynamo um myself and and dustin richardson were able to talk to him um a couple hours ago so recent interview nothing from like a month ago so don't get all, all whiny and stuff so uh <laughs> and, and then we'll finish up with the dynamo obviously some you know there's still mexico there's there's news there 
of a game that we got played today and a couple other uh, news surrounding it. But, man, Christian, I'm ready. Let's get it, man. Let's get it, bro. Yeah, let's go ahead and get started with the Houston Dash. And you know what? Let me go ahead and put our names on here. I don't know why I took them off. But you know what? We'll get you going, buddy. We'll get you going. Just just, just so people know who you are and follow you on social medias. But Houston Dash is finally back at work, right? So they just uh, landed in Arizona for their preseason, at least to begin their preseason training. Um, Christian, man, here's the uh, 29 players currently on that roster. So if you can let the people know uh, who they are, man. Yeah, I, I might, you know, butcher a lot of these, but you that's know, why, that's why I gave them to you, you know, that because <laughs> because it's the norm, and I was like, I do it too. So you know what? It's it's one or the other, my friend. It's one Rudy, other. Rudy said, "Hey, can you read the names?" But he didn't. I didn't. I didn't see the ulterior motives behind that. <laughs> but yeah, going in, uh, they have go, uh, four goalkeepers. Uh, you have Emily Alvarado, uh, Jane Campbell, of course. Uh, Savannah or, or Savannah, as they would say in Spanish, Sav uh, Savannah uh, Madden, and then Heather Hintz. Good She's job, man. Good job. Yeah. There you go. I'm four for four, kind of. Uh, defenders, we got 10 uh, so far. Uh, Madison Asen, NRI. I don't know what that means. Maybe uh, so, no, no, no. It's on the bottom. So, you see, the it says non roster <laughs> oh. invite. In, 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 yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. You you see the little letters next to the name, you and you look at the key at the bottom, as maybe I should have done too. Hey, uh, but fine. then we it's have <laughs> Alyssa Bur. Oh, this is a tough one. Burgo. I don't know. Oh, they, I think you hit it, bro. I think you Burgo? hit it. Yeah, yeah uh, I, think, I think that sounds right. Yeah. Alicia Chapman, Chappy. Um, we know Chappie, Madeline, Madeline Deciano, <laughs> yeah. Julissa Harris, Natalie Jacobs, Katie Lind, Courtney Peterson, Ali Prisak. I thought, didn't she leave? No, no, no. She's still no, here. She's still back? Okay. Yeah. Sarah Punningham, and then Croix Sato. Well, that's an interesting name. That is Croix. Isn't that a drink? No, La Croix. Croix. Yeah, La Croix. 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 Yeah. yeah. Man. I wonder if there's any relation. You're culture, you bro. Up. I have a cultured individual. <laughs> and then we go to the midfield, midfielders, Andres Alves, uh, the international from Brazil, right? Mm -hmm. That I think a lot of people have been hyping her up really, I guess, whenever she was coming in last year. Uh, Belle Breed, Aris, uh, right. Fred, Fred, ooh, Fredfeld. Yeah, that sounds good, man. That's what I would have been. Sophie Hurst, uh, Sophie Hurst, Sophie Schmidt. We got two Sophies. Mm -hmm. Bana Solon, Barbara Olivieri. I like that one. Kiki Van Sainten. Is that a T? Yeah, Van Sainten. Yeah, uh, she's a draft pick. And then going into the forwards, the, the firepower, the ones that you need to be working on all cylinders, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Alozzi, uh, Ryan Garris. Paulina Gramaglia, but I think she's still out and alone in Brazil. Uh, Cici Kaiser, that, you know, there was a whole ordeal there that she got uh, transferred from Kansas City. Uh, Yuki Nagasato, the international from Japan. Diana Ordonez, as we all know her. Avery Patterson, the draft. Maria Sanchez, one of the highest pays in NWSL players. And Amanda West, another draft pick there to kind of complete the 29 preseason roster. Yeah, and of course, you mentioned the the keep down there. We have a couple people out in maternity leave that who knows if they'll 
probably miss the whole season. So obviously Alicia Chapman and um, Ryan Garris uh, are both uh, two of those. And then a couple um, right now, currently there's no one with a season in, in uh, season ending injury, which is great yeah. to see. Uh, unlike the dynamo so far <laughs> with what it seems like, and we'll touch on them, but uh, yeah, no, this roster should be pretty competitive. They'll be playing uh, a couple uh, friendlies uh, coming up here shortly. They'll be playing against uh, Racing Louisville. Uh, I believe it was February 12. Um, they'll be taking on the Arizona or the, sorry, the University of Arizona uh, women's soccer team as well. Um, that'll be another friendly um, coming up. They'll be playing the Costa Rican national team. Uh, which is kind of funny to see those. Didn't we just see like Inter Miami play El Salvador? So yeah, those are kind of for sure a little a little funny. But uh, it should be a good test. Obviously, when you have international teams, usually that's the best of you know the best of that country. So hopefully that gives them um, good competition to mm -hmm. fence off against. They'll be taking also the University of Austin uh, as well. And Texas then, Austin. Yeah, and then they'll be finishing with two friendlies uh, i believe in florida they'll be playing against kansas city current which is as you can see the picture nichelle uh, prince new team and mm. the washington spirit so those are the uh the the team that they were taking on christian so um right now uh the dash again are barely getting it started um with their games uh taking uh place the regular season at least uh taking place uh, mid-march late march so uh we'll get there uh you know soccer is finally back i think you uh uh retweeted that schedule for february is like soccer's back man soccer's back and uh, i think we we really enjoy it man so you know I wish uh, Joey would have been uh, joining us or Bonnie that maybe keep up more with the Houston Dash just because I feel that it's not fair the amount yeah. of information that we provide. But at the same time, best. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I was thinking there's not necessarily a lot out there either. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the beginning, like, like you said, the biggest news uh, was the whole trade between uh, Kansas City current and the dash that happened obviously a couple weeks ago um so far uh and apart from well i guess i guess in, it is news but the coach i don't he's not in town yet i don't believe you know last time i saw he was still trying to get everything lined up to come to the united states so um the dash are not you know don't have the, the coach was. right now yeah so it's a it's a it's a big deal uh, obviously to yeah. trying to put a team together and implement, you know, your new style. So, you know, I would say if you're a Houston dash fan, be patient, right? I think, uh, I think overall the Houston dash fans are a little patient, not as impatient as, uh, maybe the dynamo fans to mm -hmm. in comparison, but, um, definitely be aware that, you know, with so many, new variables uh you are gonna need a little bit of time i think the only helpful part is that there is a lot of returning players for sure so um <coughs> christian keep your base yeah 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 for sure so that's very important um 
We do have, I guess, uh, it wasn't one of the topics we mentioned, but the the Women's Gold Cup, again, same thing around the corner. Uh, we'll get more into it as it gets closer. Uh, we should have one of us in Vice City Soccer covering those games that are happening at Shell Energy Stadium uh, with the group that Canada is head of. So that should be a pretty good one, man. I, I'm excited to make it out to at least one of those nights and see you know what concacaf and some of the invite teams like they argentina and paraguay and stuff like that uh can showcase but christian man let's tell the people a little bit you know what man i hope that everybody whoever is listening and and, you know watching us i hope you kind of like the overlay finally worked out i was telling christian (laughs) it only took four tries man or no three this is the third time so it only took three times three weeks to get it right and uh hey you live and you learn my friend but uh i was gonna say on the bottom you can see one of our main sponsors being ugly guppy uh we mentioned in the past if you're interested of becoming one of our sponsors um let us know reach out to us uh we would obviously love to partner with you uh, especially if you're local here in houston i mean that's kind of what would really 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 want to um uh get involved with the community so you know let, let's make that happen and and yeah christian you flex your shirt man it we have the ugly guppy emblem on the side and again they they provided this shirt for us uh for the playoffs um in 2023 we have a couple um other items that we are going to use uh for the vice city soccer for our team our crew and uh, we're, again, men- trying to get maybe a little bit more apparel, maybe just one extra shirt that you guys can buy. Help us, uh, you know, supporting not just Bayou City Soccer, but again, Ugly Guppy. You know, they they really, um, you know, jumped in to, to help us. And, and so obviously give them as much love uh, to them as you do us. But Christian, we kind of teased it a little bit. Orange Talk, Tate Schmidt. Mm-hmm. We were able to talk to him. Tater Tots. Tater Tots, man. I think uh, I think this guy became a really quick um, a fan favorite. And uh, yeah, yeah they, just little, I guess, summary uh, that you guys are going to listen, obviously, about him just coming into the team, the injury, the process to get back in health, and of course, being back with the team and so we hope that you guys enjoyed this uh, segment. We used to always separate them, but now that we're trying to do a lot of this live stream and, you know, Chris makes makes an appearance after driving three hours. Thanks, Chris, for that. Um, but, man, I'll go ahead and play it and uh, yeah, check it out, man. And those are my first time watching the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and alongside Dustin Richardson, we have a special segment for you guys that we like to call Orange Talk. And we are joined today by Houston Dynamo defender Tate Schmidt. Tate, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Okay, so last season, uh, you joined the Houston Dynamo during the preseason. So happy anniversary, by the way. Um, But to quote the great, American poet Miley Cyrus, you came in like a wrecking ball, man, uh, taking over that left back position, scoring the first goal of the season for the team. Um, how was that transition, you know, from newcomer 
to the new starting left back in such a short amount last year? Um, I was just thankful for the opportunity to, you know, sign with Houston Dynamo and to get the, the opportunity from the get-go. I feel like I showed the coaching staff as well as the team kind of what I was capable of uh, playing that role. And they kind of gave me that confidence from the beginning. And, you know, with some of the injuries that were going on, um, I kind of embraced that that starting spot. Uh, felt like I took advantage of my opportunity. Um, had some good games um, in the first, you know, run of five games, but then obviously the injury kind of set me back. So now we're here now. Yeah, so you mentioned the injury. You had that good run going, then San Jose, you get hurt. It's kind of looked like a fluke play over there on the sideline. Um, kind of what happened? Did you know, like, what had happened right away? And had you ever kind of experienced something like that before? Uh, no, it was just, yeah, fluke type play. Probably should have checked my shoulder and saw the guy that was coming. I kind of like go shoulder to shoulder. Wasn't anticipating that. But then, you know, just like planning, I did like feel something a little bit like weird. Um, I was kind of just more like pissed of kind of like getting hit that I wanted to like get back up and start playing. But obviously it felt something a little bit off. Um, they like sprayed like the magic spray or whatever on. And I was like ready to like get back in. But then when I took my like first couple of steps jogging, running again, I realized that there was something wrong. And so then obviously just like going back in the locker room, I was not thinking it was the worst of being an ACL. But then after, you know, seeing the doctor's face and, putting it into reality that it is and then it kind of all just like hit in very fast that I was just like you know my season's kind of over which was pretty upsetting yeah so you find yourself uh, going through surgery recovery um how's that time you know being part of the team and not at the same time if that makes sense mm -hmm. uh, and did you find it the whole process challenging yeah extremely I mean the biggest thing for me is just not having that competitive just aspect of your life, being able to compete day in, day out on the field um, and games, just being a part of it all, just like on the field was, was very, very challenging for me. I had to like mentally kind of shut out soccer in my mind for the first couple of months just to tune out the game, tune out the feeling of it all because I just like missed it so much. But obviously, you know, I just felt, stayed diligent day in, day doing all the therapy and the, the rehab for it and you know kind of just trusting in the, the program that the athletic staff as well as the the doctors and surgeons had for me of you know day by day progressing to you know get back from being on crutches to be able to walk again from walking again to be able to jog jog and able to be back on the ball and then just step by step now we're back here today so I just felt like I was very patient with it all I knew realistically it is a it is a big you know injury that can potentially, you know, change a player's career. And I didn't want that kind of uh, possibility to happen. So I try to just be as, as patient as I possibly could to listen to the doctors and go through each step to make sure everything healed properly, you know, strengthen all the muscles around the area to make sure I'm backfiring and, and you know, the same kind of way I was before I got injured. So the team had a very successful year, you know, won the Open Cup, you got to be there for that, got to the playoffs, but you weren't able to kind of play in that. How do those kind of big moments like that motivate you, you know, as you're coming back to keep pushing to get back to this team, seeing that they're, you know, kind of on the rise and doing a lot better? Yeah, tremendously. I think that was one of the, the reasons I've actually kind of sped up my rehab in a sense. I feel like you know, just being around that energy, you know, seeing the team, you know, get to face Miami in the Open Cup Championship, 
um, just the whole energy around the whole entire group going into that, you know, second, third of the, the, the season, uh, I felt like I was like, obviously knowing I'm not going to be a part of it, but I wanted to be a part of it mentally, like with the guys, you know, supporting them, encouraging them, you know, being the guy in the locker room that's still or in the, in the gym that's still working his butt off to get back and just like kind of creating my own energy that can be a little bit, I would say, just reflective on to them. So I try to just do my part as best I could of just being encouraging and, and positive and everything that I'm doing and just be excited to see the group just continue the success that they had. And I feel like that helped me just stay motivated, stayed positive, stayed excited to watch the team. And I felt like that really just like expedited my like rehab because I'd feel like mentally I was like still feeling like I was a part of everything because the guys in the group too really kept me involved and kept me, you know, positive and checking on me. So I feel like it was a whole like collective effort of, you know, keeping me positive, but then also knowing that I have a role in the team too, to, to not be like a negative influence in any sort of, of, of being there for the guys as well. Okay. So now you're back on the pitch, getting some minutes, even setting yeah. up some goals in preseason. Uh, how does it feel, you know, to be back in the fold of things and in the squad? Uh, it feels so good. I can't even put it to words how nice it is being back on the field every day. I was just like, kind of just like step on the field and it just, it just like hits me that I'm like back doing what I love again. And I feel like I have like a different just perception on, you know, the ability to be able to run for a ball, to be able to kick the ball as hard as I can and not like feel pain, like just all these little things that I would have tr trouble, you know, in the beginning stage of my rehab and even just not even being able to walk, it kind of like puts a perception and I feel just like truly just blessed and just thankful every day to be able to just have my body be able to work for me to be able to, to be able to play this game. So I feel like I have a better just like perception of being able to be back. Um, everything's been feeling really good. I personally am actually surprised of how well I'm doing uh, at this, you know, time frame of where I'm at with my rehab right now. But I'm slowly just gaining back the confidence of the little things of, you know, getting back into tackles, you know, aerial duels, being able to compete in the air, landing, cutting, all just the stuff that you kind of don't think about too much. But obviously it's in the back of your head because once again, you, you're still in those early stages where you don't want to possibly re-injure or do anything stupid that could, you know, prolong your, your return to play or, or being back longer. So I think everything I've been doing has been feeling good. Um, It's been a joy just being able to play with the guys, uh, compete, and, and it's fun also too realizing the the uh, I hate to be cocky, but the talent and the the quality that I have to be able to continue to help the team, even though it's still a little bit early of me getting back. But I'm excited of all the progress that I've been making, as well as just the the support from all the the coaches and the and the teammates that helped me get to this point. So I'm just trying to take it day by day again, making sure I'm doing all the little stuff to keep myself healthy and continuing getting through preseason while while helping the team and staying healthy. I was talking about helping the team. Uh, we talked to Griffin a little bit. You know, he played kind of as an attacker coming up. You played a lot of those attacker. It looked like you had about 26 goals or something in college getting forward. Now you're more a left back. How does that kind of versatility help you with, with the role and kind of where you fit on this team? Yeah, it's uh... – I mean, the, the coaching staff and the upper management know when they signed me, I'm not just in left back. That is a position I've been playing, you know, in the in the years prior before coming to Houston Dynamo. But I, I still have those attacking qualities that I feel, you know, probably the most comfortable with, you know, long term in my career of playing. So I know I, I have the, those capabilities to, you know, 
be a little bit more creative and, and dynamic in the attack, but then also realizing in the past two years that I have been kind of more of a solidified left back that I can do that defensive work and, and kind of provide both on, on the offensive and defensive side. So it's, it's one of the, one of the, I would say versatility of, of me being able to play in multiple positions. That's helpful for a player like me, but then it's also, you know, the coaches are like, okay, well, where does you, where do you fit and do best in, in our formation and in our structure of how we play? So I think it's also just a balance of letting the coaches see me and, you know, let's say outside mid position or, you know, the, the left back position more defensively building on the three or maybe higher up on the left side. That's more, you know, one V one isolated. So it's all the different roles that I know how to play, but I think it's just gaining the confidence again and, and, and the chemistry of playing alongside all the other guys that are around in those areas to then just feel comfortable and know what our team wants in, in both aspects of the, of the field and attack and defense. So it's just, it's just timing and getting that confidence and rhythm back with it all again. Hey man, so it's been great chatting with you so far. Um, not to the serious questions, I think. Um, it, you know, I think we we want the fans obviously to get to know you guys. It's not often that you guys you know get to uh, I guess talk to media or do podcasts in this case. But um, and you, you quickly became a fan favorite. You know, I I don't know if you probably saw some of that love, like when it, especially when you're playing. Um, you know, maybe people calling you taters. Uh, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it, it wouldn't be fair not to ask you about the whole emo Jimmy Butler, you know, content day thing. So uh, yeah. I guess, uh, is that your personality? I mean, the, the fun one, the prankster of the group? Yeah, I mean, I always like to have a, a happy-go-lucky, you know, outgoing, good vibe mentality. I feel like, you know, when in a whole span of the year, you know, you want to keep an energy always positive if it's if it's, you know, in the down slumps of it or if the high, high slumps of it, you always want to have a positive outlook on everything going on. So I always like to, you know, just keep everyone in good spirits, help all the young guys if they're feeling down in any way or struggling with anything of just always just being positive because I hate to say it, we're pretty fortunate that we get to play this game for a living and, and we're pretty blessed. So it's just like you have to always look outside of like the opportunity we have, you know, being on earth at this time, playing this beautiful game that you have to enjoy it. And I think that's when players kind of have the most fun and, and, and can be themselves. And I feel like that just always helps the whole collective group of just like not, let's say, like having fun with it, but like feeling loose, but then also knowing the difference of like, OK, we can feel loose, but then when it's game time that we can like kind of like turn the page and then get a little bit serious and, and play with that freedom of like I can play my best of how I want to play, but also we're, we're here to work and we're here to get a win and, and do what's best for the team. So I kind of have those like both sides in me and, and and I feel like it's good for players to be able to bring those out to help the collective group. Yeah. So before we let you go, you've been in Houston about a year now. So what do you like about the city? What are some, some things you like to do and you know, what does Tate Schmidt do on his off days? How do you, how do you kind of wind down? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm big into cooking. I really like, uh, cooking and I mean me just being 26 and an athlete my whole life I just love to eat and um, I think moving into Houston I found out very soon how big of a diverse like foodie city it is so I, I don't ever find the time not to like go try a new place or to go to different grocery stores and and, and like get food to make you know cool different meals there's also all the fun farmers markets around town that are pretty fun to go to and I think I would say the main thing I like enjoy doing on my off days to like wind down is probably 
I'm, I'm around, I live by like Buffalo Bayou Park. So I, I really enjoy like going out and just being out in nature, kind of in that little element. Uh, also going to the gym, doing like some recovery stuff. Um, and then I do enjoy golfing. So if there's ever times that we have like days off, I, I try to get out to the, to the golf course and swing the sticks around. So any of those sorts, but most of it, if we do have the off days, is just like unwinding and eating good food, I would say for myself. My man, food is always good, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's let's just finish up with you know any any words you have for the Houston Dynamo fans as you know we get closer to the start of the regular season. Um, I mean, I think personally, from playing in the games in the first five games and seeing like the support of like kind of the run we were going on of like starting to win at home, keeping that, you know. We had like that shutout streak for the first, forget how many games at home, but like just the support at home in those in those first two games that I personally got to play in, it was cool to just see like the fan support and the belief they had on us of being able to like finally, you know, get a clean sheet and win games at home. And I, and I hate to say it, but like in recent times, it hasn't been that successful at home for Houston Dynamo. So to be able to kind of like put that first little like starting point on the, for the team at home and meant a lot to obviously the team, but also being able to like show to the fans, like, Hey, like we're, we're trying to win games to help create this like home environment as a, as a fun, energetic and, and teams don't come in here to win. And, and, and when we play at home, our goal is to make sure we win and don't let the other team get a sniff. So I feel like having that energy and having that just like grit and belief from the fans i feel like it kind of just empowers us to just play with like strength and just you're not coming into our house and getting anything here so i feel like that's helped us kind of just keep that home win streak that we kind of had we had some slip ups but the whole year and then i would say then when i got injured being able to like experience it from the outside of just seeing the fan support and how much they've supported everyone within the group not even in the group around the stadium it, it just it, it meant a lot to me personally and, and helping me with my recovery and i feel like it kind of showed in the testament of how successful our team was kind of getting into the end of the year and i feel like obviously starting this next year it's it's a brand new year but we also got to like see into the the ability of, and just I would say vision of what this organization is kind of heading to that we want to continue that, you know, year in year out. So I feel like it's just, it's just belief for another great year that's coming and with the same energy that they've been bringing, I feel like we're going to continue to just, you know, make the fans proud. That's great, man. And you know what? I think a mean boss, he probably created a new tradition that, you know, every off day that you guys may not be playing at home, go, go to the supporter section, go, go uh, beat on some drums, man. But, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> hey thank yeah. you so much man tate for joining us today yeah. uh best of luck man against your next opponents down in mexico and uh we wish wish you nothing but the best this season man awesome thank you so much and appreciate you guys the support always yeah i hope, hope you guys enjoy that that uh that i was gonna say that that episode but yeah that orange sock <laughs> segment obviously um I, dude, I don't know that everything this guy says. He was already pretty likable, but you know, just seeing the way that uh, the grid, the determination he was showing before the injury, and then you get to talk to him and you see like his mentality and the way that he describes like this kind of push my recovery. I'm like, dude, those injuries, dude, like you they and me get it yeah. now, we won't be walking for like at least five years. Right? <laughs> 
But yeah, you know, <laughs> ain't walking. We ain't walking. I'm gonna I'm gonna need a wheelchair for uh, yeah for like at least two years, and then and then maybe I'll think about running or you know. Let, let me let me tell let me tell you a quick story just because it just happened not too long ago. So the other day, my wife went to I think she was at the the store or the mall, and my daughter saw somebody in a wheelchair, and my 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 oldest daughter she's pretty lazy. And she was like, "Man, that's so cool! I wish I, I wish I was in a wheelchair." And mom was like, "What do you mean? Like, you know, they're they're in a wheelchair because you know they had either an accident or they're disabled or whatever." She's like, "Well, she's like, I don't like to walk a lot." <laughs> but she was like, "A wheelchair would be cool. That's, that would be us. That would be us." Yeah, no, for real. But no, it's it's great to see him back on the pitch so quickly after the injury. Uh, I'm sure he put in a lot of time uh you know yeah. in the recovery process and as it'd be tough i always think about it you know i was lucky enough that um didn't necessarily get injured while i was in my time of playing pretty often uh i got i got injured literally after my senior year i like tore my hamstring Dang. it was awful i didn't even tell my mom about it because i was like we can't afford surgery like so i just bandaged it up a little bit of bengay icy hot you know for like <laughs> a couple uh, two three oh. months actually probably longer and then i was fine and dandy and then bam tore it again and Dang. yeah it was it, it, yeah and so if it eventually healed i was still able to play and do sunday league and all that good stuff but yeah it was it was not fun i mean Whenever you tear a muscle, like in this case, you know, obviously a, a ligament is still pretty bad for sure. But a muscle, like you're running full speed, bro. You you hear this, like, and ah. you just fall to the ground, man. You just fall to the ground. Everything hurt. It was awful. Yeah. But so, I, I again, th that was me at 18, basically, when that happened. So now at 34, just give me a wheelchair. Actually... <laughs> Give me uh the the automated ones, please. Just give me one of those, dude. It, it's extra fun. lazy. And yeah, he not even want to move the arms. That's yeah, funny. what's it called? The uh, Charles, welcome, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we don't have a designated question session, but you know what? If you think of a question, drop it in. We're about to start talking about the Houston Dynamo and kind of where that is going right now. Um. So, yeah, hey man, anytime you think of something, let us know if we don't answer it as we go. But, Christian, I guess I already went and said it, man. Houston Dynamo, brother. Let's, Let's go it. ahead and get into the Houston Dynamo. We know they're in Mexico. They've been scrimmaging uh, a couple teams down there. Um, I don't know why I put him first. But, uh, yeah, so. Straight to yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, obviously, they're down there. They're supposed to They play Chivas. They already played Tecos, and today they played Leones Negros. So, um, yeah, those are the three matches so far. So they got one more against Chivas. Whether that is a uh, full Chivas team or yet again another maybe U23 hybrid team, uh, that's kind of what we're seeing. You know, from what I saw, Christian, uh, from this game, um, I didn't see like the whole highlights, but a lot of the pictures that I saw, I didn't see a lot of the regular starters. I think they focus more on the Dynamo 2 players mm -hmm. and a couple sprinkled, um, you know, main uh, first team players, because even for the presser information, which 
whenever Christian gets a chance, man, you he'll put that stuff up on the YouTube. Um, but I saw that uh, Kenny spoke uh, as well as I think Sikh Soto and Kieran Surgeon. So again, I think it was this, this match. Uh, it was, I believe, a 4-3 loss for the Houston Dynamo. But again, from what I can see, it looks like a lot of the younger players uh, and Sebastian Rodriguez actually as well. He uh, he he was one of the guys that that uh, did a presser. So again, uh, a lot of young players <laughs> kind of yeah. made made a part of that. But talking about young players, uh, you guys, if you guys are following us on the uh, on the stream, you saw the picture of the young Colombian. Um, Nelson Quinones, man, Quinones was having a pretty good season last year. Um, yeah, ups and downs, of course, but he uh, with a lot of potential. Obviously, they end up resigning him. He gets a call to the uh, Olympic team for Colombia due to someone getting injured. He's playing very well, getting minutes, and unfortunately for him, he ends up picking up an injury that looked pretty awful, man. I did not want yeah. to put that video clip here. I just feel it's a little bit disrespectful to keep showing that injury, especially, um, you know, again, it, it wasn't it wasn't a pretty one. So the the idea uh, for Nelson Quinones, man, I think was for him to be a starter. Uh, yeah. You would say that, Christian, you know, coming into I mean, the season? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, he he had been starting right towards the end of the season. So I think he, he kind of won his spot. There wasn't a lot of competition for his spot. Um, he is kind of the only player that we have that had the qualities that he has, which is basically getting the ball, running down the flank, and trying to put a cross in. Um, he's literally the only one, unless you count, you know, Griffin Dorsey, but he's more of a fullback type type deal, right? Um, but yeah, no, yeah, he was a starter for sure, right now, right? Right, no, and and again, he had been playing well. I think for how young he is, he's showed a lot of potential. You hope that again, the the injury itself, we haven't heard anything back. We know that he is in Houston. Um, his social media, I think he posted like. Someone interviewing him. He was standing up straight, not a brace, whether you know that was current or not. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, but uh, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, again, I don't want to say gruesome, but it was pretty gruesome. Uh, you it's know, pretty bad. Yeah. It, it looked like a dislocated knee. You know, if you're going to describe it. Um, and yeah. so, you know, what, what the extent of the injury? We haven't heard anything. I know the Houston Dynamo are obviously going to make their own tests see exactly what is wrong uh with the knee or what can be done and see if he could see it's able to uh come back sooner make the uh season at all or miss the whole season so um which is funny because obviously with this injury yeah Rushan, you're right yeah I, that's exactly the picture that i saw too it looked like they were talking to him at the airport and and honestly the first the first reaction I got, Christian, uh, and I put it on that on our group chat. I was like, "Put a knee brace on him for the love of God!" <laughs> like, I don't want him to tip over or get any care worse. Of this, yeah, man, get get something on him to a little bit of support, man. Give him a crutches or something. But um, <clears throat> you know, he's a young guy. We we j j joke around about injuries right now at our age, man. But uh, they they can definitely get you know. Uh, healthy and, and better sooner but 
uh, you want it to be right. You don't want him to, whether it be like, hey, yeah. I can go, I'm 100%. You, you don't want him to aggravate it worse and, and you know, for it to be to be any worse, man. But, uh, yes, yeah, that's, that's Nelson Quinones right now, the situation there. And, um, obviously, we, we spoke about Ache Ache being injured. Uh, that's a big miss. And then you add him, Quinones, and I don't think he's necessarily a star or he's, like, one of the best players on the team right now, but... When it comes to the attack, yeah, you would have to count him as probably one of your best attackers up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, super dangerous. I think he was still growing into who he is as a soccer player. But honestly, from the beginning of the season, uh, well, we saw it, you know, towards the end of last season. Um, that's when his contract was was going, was, you know, in limbo type thing. And he was either going to get resigned or go back to Colombia. He started playing a lot better, obviously got a new contract. Um, and then, you know, for a little while, he kind of, you know, was was slacking a little bit. And then for some reason, he started picking it up. And I think everybody kind of saw the change. And, and he became a really, you know, I'm not going to say super important piece, but, you know, he was dangerous. Uh, it, he doesn't look like he, he could be a quick guy, or at least whenever he grabs the ball, he doesn't seem like he, he's in a hurry. But whenever he starts running... Like you, you can't really stop him, right? And and he was dangerous for the Houston Dynamo. He was dangerous, and you know, getting into the box, cutting back, taking shots. You know, towards the end, he was taking a lot more shots for the team, which is something that you needed, especially with you know having Corey Baird, who's you know who can poach really well inside the box for rebounds and stuff like that. Uh, it's gonna be a, a big miss for sure. You know, especially like I said, since he's the only one that has those characteristics. To, to make those runs in this current squad. Uh, we'll see if anybody's going to step up, if they're going to sign anybody else, uh, you know, to kind of replace them. Obviously, this this is still kind of new, new to us, right? This happened, what, earlier last week? Yeah. Uh, a few days ago. So it's, it's still fresh, right? And, and I think, you know, the changes will be made because obviously same thing that happened with Ache Ache and now, we, you know, we're getting this new guy. Yeah. Um, and we'll I think the, the same thing is going to have to happen here unless they're thinking, you know, somebody from Dynamo Los. But even then, Dynamo Los is still being revamped. A bunch of the guys are going to Carolina. And, that, you know, Kenny Bundy is building a whole new squad there. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, for sure. I think one thing that that Joey, Mr. Joey Chavala, that knows every freaking rule in the book when it comes to MLS, I think, I think there's nobody more knowledgeable. I used to say that about Dustin. But even Joey beats Dustin sometimes and all the intricates of the uh, the rules and regulations for some of this stuff. And one thing that he did mention was depending on the injury, whether they know that he's going to miss the season right now, that technically the roster is not set for the, you know, um, MLS regular season, mm -hmm. that there could be a possibility that his contract, you know, depending how it, it, it gets sorted out he may not necessarily go towards the cap. So it opens up maybe a possibility to bring, obviously they have to bring somebody, like you said, whether it be from the Academy or whether it be from outside, but having flexibility on the cap, obviously you, for the most part, you're going to see a guy from, you know, out and about come in and one name. Yeah. And I like that Charles mentioned it as well as Albert Ellis, right? So much, uh, rumors on whether he is coming into the dynamo or he's coming to MLS looked like he was very close to signing with the new England revolution. It, it didn't get finalized, but um, 
you know, sources mentioned that the Dynamo did in fact at least inquire about his services and they just couldn't come to, you know, any kind of terms at the time. And he went back to France, but this was right before the injury to Nelson Quinones. And again, uh, I think bringing uh, Elise back would make a lot of sense just because of the player that he is. We know that he can play it out on the out wide, a dangerous player. Lately, he's been playing more of a striker. So that'd be another conversation altogether if that would be the case of him coming to the dynamo um but he has a house here you know he has family lives in houston i think uh he was very successful here there's a big conduring community here so um i believe that that if he was to uh come to the mls again i think the dynamo will probably be the the team that will bring him in uh and again because at the end of the day i think it would it would fit the scheme that they're trying to play and it'd be a like to like substitution between like a King oh, yeah. and at least obviously. So, uh, yeah. plus we wouldn't want to see, you know, the whole Panther celebration and the mask and all, all, that, yeah. all that good stuff, man. Uh, I've always said it. Uh, uh, I've been to a lot of professional games, but Albert at least like in the 2018 season, that dude was just like, I mean, every ball every sprint like the dude was just like uh, a cheat code you know we on a video game basically so um and he still has that he has had some injury since he left the dynamo but um i think he still would would give a spark in the attack that the club really really needs and talking about the attack man uh we know that the team is having fun down there in mexico man you have bossy which that's another thing. It looks like he went back to France. I don't know if you saw that, Christian, but it looked like Bassi went huh. back, uh, possibly a uh, green card aspect of the game. Uh, at this point, a lot of those guys tend to go back to try to get paperwork completed or you know work visas or whatever they, it would be. But um, yeah, right now it looks like, again, from social media, it looks like he's not uh, here. And I didn't see anything recently of any posts from the dynamo with him in it. So it, it would make a lot of sense. Um, it said boss back. Yeah, uh, that's another thing, man. So um, we see Sebastian Ferreira is having a ton, ton of fun, man. Uh, we discussed this, right? I think Christian, you, you made you made a, you know, a comment saying this is his uh, make or break year. You know, it, sure. he had a really, really bad 2023 zero goals for a striker that's awful and it's not like he wasn't playing like i mean the guy was uh getting minutes whether it be limited or not but that is um you know what 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 he's gonna do and right now it looks like he's been scoring a couple goals down there you know again it's preseason don't take it out of hand uh he scored a, a brace against uh was it Tecos? yeah Tecos. And I believe he had a goal on the first game as well. And I'm not necessarily sure if he scored on this third game against Leon and Negros. But it's good to see him because um, just getting the hang of it, Ben Olsen had mentioned in, uh, I think, the last um, presser that we had with him on, on Friday that um, that he struggled. Sebastian Ferreira struggled last year to kind of get in rhythm and scoring. He was definitely out of shape. Uh, and, yeah. and so he found it difficult just to keep up with everybody else and then not scoring. Yeah. It, oh, he did score today. Dago. Okay. Man, Dago knows. Oh, you know what? 
that's true. I did see somebody post it. Yeah, he scored today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Uh, I was, I, I don't know why I was thinking uh, differently, but, uh, but yeah. So obviously, um, the I think I saw the guy from Tel Dan posted. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. Not, not Aldo. Not a friend, sister. Aldo. Either Aldo or his friend. I forgot the guy's name. Master something. Is it Aldo? Is that Aldo? Maybe it is. No, Waldo is the guy from here. And then you have Historiador. Historiador is in Mexico, but I think he's in Mexico City. I think it was the, the other guy. The What's it called? The, I think his name is Master. And again, I don't know if that's Aldo or not. because He was on 2DN? Master Houston? Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Master Rodriguez. I think he works with Aldo. But I did mm. see that he posted somewhere on here. Let me see. Uh, no, I just saw it. Yeah. Yeah, he put uh obviously we saw Ferreira, so Ferreira scored. Uh the young guy, um, Kieran Sargent and Reigns were the three people to score. So it's good to see the young fellows get get a goal and get get uh get some confidence for sure, man. And and yeah, obviously, uh the confidence of Ferreira just to get some goals, knowing mm-hmm. that there's not another real striker out there and yeah. with the team, with the way it was clicking at the end of the year with, uh, and you see the pictures of Sebastian Ferreira on the right with Sebas Kobochik, which dude, Kobochik has been playing good. All those little highlights, obviously we don't get to see a lot of the, the, the entire game, but man, the guy is putting in dimes and just uh, playing very well. Uh, again, I think he was getting some playing time because of Bossy not being there. And then, yeah. The the guys on the left and right backs being uh, Griffin Dorsey and uh, Brad Smith, man, they're, they're playing very well, man. I think uh, even Ben Olsen said that Brad Smith was playing out of his mind right now in the off, you know preseason. So that's good. That, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Um, but you guys mentioning depth chart, depth chart, depth chart, depth chart. So. Yeah, obviously, Ache Ache is not in the picture. We really don't know what's going to happen with uh, Luis Caicedo. But the Dynamo have, in fact, signed uh, MLS veteran Johns Gregu. So Johns Gregu spent a majority of his time in the MLS playing with the Minnesota, uh, or sorry, with Minnesota United. Uh, And then I believe uh, he ended up going to San Jose for a little bit then landed in Nashville, and then back to Minnesota. Uh, he's 33 years old. Um, he even got to compete with Slovakia in uh, the Euros of 2016 and 2020. So, I mean, this guy this guy is not is no stranger to soccer. Very good player. Um, he plays – the role that you're looking at him is an, an eight, a box-to-box eight, and uh, I think – from what you have right now being Arthur or Coco in, in that central position, I think he, uh, Gregus can play uh, close enough to like what Hector provides for you. Um, so it's a good pickup. We, we saw pictures. Uh, actually, Tay Schmidt was the one that posted a, a little video and we were like, Hey, is that Jans right there? Yeah. Like, so we knew he was there uh, when we started doing some digging, and uh, it was uh, five, five, six days later that we finally um, get some information on on him, on Johns. But um, 
Yeah, I think it's a good pickup, man. Good MLS pickup. I know, Christian, you may not keep up with all of MLS, but just in general, man, what do you what do you think about just bringing another midfielder in the group? I mean, it was needed, right? Like you mentioned, Achache. Now being there, Caicedo is probably, even though you know Achache was is is our best player in a roster, I think not having Caicedo is is a major blow. I I really. I really liked Caicedo. I think he was a really, really good and vital, important piece. Even though he, you know, he came in second half, sort of to close down games. Um, but I think that w- what he brought to the game of the Houston Dynamo was a little, little, you know, sense of peace and security when it came down to shutting down games. And you know, hopefully, you know, Jen can 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 give us that right. Um, it seems like it for from what you know, like you said in our group chat, we have a lot of MLS nerds. Joey, you know, uh, Dustin, and they have been already po- posting stats and, and everything, you know, charts, you know, from his performance and stuff like that. And it seems like the guy, you know, he's a probably he's a very solid um, defensive player. So that's what we needed. I and mean, I think I mean, we we have seen Asher and and Pat, you know, the, the work that they have been doing uh, this past year. It's been pretty solid. I mean, Almost every single signing that they've gotten has worked out so far. Uh, obviously, there's there's exceptions to to everything, right? Tiaguinho. <coughs> Who? Tiaguinho. Oh, <laughs> well, but that's not a Nasher thing. I, I I put that on on Pat. I think Pat made some decisions without Asher's Asher's consent. <laughs> that, but that right. was in the beginning of time, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think he learned he learned a valuable lesson with. Yeah, you know, that one. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Asher, honestly, and and the team, I think the team that they have been building, because I mean, right after taking you, the whole um, you know, we have uh specialists that kind of you know look at stats and stuff like that now, uh, that have been working with the Houston Dynamo and, and providing them with a lot of information. And you literally seen the change of who they go for and how they scout, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, they keep adding scouts. Uh, I can't remember the name, but there's a guy that came from Austin that has worked with Pat before in Columbus crew. So, you know, he's getting his people back. He's getting a team back from the great Columbus uh, when he was over there. I mean, Columbus, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, they're still great, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're a a staple in the league, right? Uh, And it's one of those clubs that you kind of want to, you know, mimic or, or, you know, look, look after. To, yeah. to kind of you know build up you you know your club as a club right uh when you look at columbus in the last five years you're like you know we want to be like them so i mean i'm i'm happy uh honestly i think the people are learning to kind of uh trust the decisions that they're making i think in the beginning we were everybody was skeptical even you know with pat and everybody there but i, I think now, my hand on that one man i, I always raise my hand on yeah yeah <laughs> But I think you know they're they're kind of turning around, uh, you know, the minds of of people that maybe doubted, or I mean, uh, everybody had reason to doubt, you know, from previous GMs and you know his decisions in the beginning, you know, weren't so great. Uh, but I think we're turning everything around. The Dynamo are looking forward. They're looking to change the mentality. I mean, you see it. I mean, I saw it on on Tate Schmidt. Uh, his his you know the interview you guys did with him. You can see the way that he talks and the way that he sees himself as a great player and a player that can be competitive and provide, you know, a really high level of soccer in this squad. 
And and you see that from him. You see that from players like Griffin Dorsey. You know, Achiache, I think, also changed the the mentality of, of a lot of the young players. And and you kind of see it in every – like, if you go down, you know, each player that we have on the roster, you see the mentality of, of the guys that, you know, they've been saying, we want winners. We want people with trophies on their back. We want people that know how it is to win, that are not content when it comes to losing or tying. Right. And, you know, making a, a fortress uh, of shell energy, you know. So – I mean, I'm happy. I guess, I guess I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And like I said, I think there's still gonna be some uh, roster move, like, or yeah, roster move and transfers. Uh, it looks like Coco Carrasquilla is gonna stay at least till the summer. Now that most of the European transfers, yeah, exactly, uh, are gone. But honestly, could have come in a better time, right? Because he can come in and still play as a wing, like he played most of last year. Or he can come in and move into what Ache Ache is doing and, and yeah, a role yeah. that he knows from Panama. So maybe it's one of those, yeah, uh, you know, uh, blessings in disguise type of thing. So yeah. uh, maybe this gives him the opportunity to play better and get, you know, uh, make plenty of uh, games that he becomes the man. And that actually gives him that lunch pad to a european team if that's what what he wants to do and sure. um you know obviously we we'll we'll still have time there's still uh what three more weeks till the first game of the season uh which would be in champions cup against st louis city and of course we we do know that um the what is it like three days after that or so wait no three i, I can't even do my math right but like four days <laughs> four days after the fact uh they'll be taking on sporting kansas city in the home opener so um there there's still gonna be pieces added on i know that for sure uh they it, it's a must that they have to uh just to kind of get uh and, and again when i say stuff like this don't expect super splashy names or you know, for, yeah, for no. Ted to, you have to be realistic a lot of it. Uh, I believe the core pieces are all there apart from, again, Hector Herrera and Nelson Quinones, but you can always add some roster debt pieces. So that way uh, you feel a little comfortable in case injuries do happen. And and uh, just to finish on, on a little bit, we know um, it looks also one, one name that was being thrown out there was a defender out of Penn State. Um, believe he's a center back. His name is Femi Owandesu. He was actually uh, slotted or I guess um, mentioned to be drafted in like the top 10 of this year's MLS draft. He didn't. No one drafted him for whatever the reason. So he's a free agent. And uh, the thing there was that the Houston Dynamo were looking into getting him. Uh, have not seen a picture of him in Mexico. Wouldn't be surprised if he is down there, maybe training like John's uh, was. Um, but again, again, more debt pieces, right? At the end of the day, yeah. that's really what you need. And whether he uh, makes the cut to be in the first team or just stays with Dynamo 2, I think doesn't necessarily hurt us because you can always, uh, you know, there's ways to bring him up and down. So uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's good. It's good for this team. Uh, especially, you know, a player like him. Again, he was, I believe, like named Defender of the Year for his uh, conference, uh, captain of his uh, team, 
played a ton of minutes. So, you know, those leadership traits and just the way that, like you mentioned, even Tay Schmidt saying, like, I don't want to sound cocky, but I'm pretty yeah. good, you know. And that that's really the you mentality want you want. You want that. You yeah. want to have your players do that. You want the last guy on your depth chart to think that he's going to be starting. That That's really what you need. And so that's a good mentality to have, man. But um, Christian, we're almost dang, man. We're always an hour in already, which is crazy, man. This kind of flew by. But um, let's go ahead and, and, and wind it down. And the only thing I want to finish off with, uh, my friend, is just the, uh, the World Cup. So we finally got some news about the World Cup in 2026. Houston will have seven matches. It's not... Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I was thinking about it, and I was like, "My God, this is gonna be awesome." Uh, hopefully, I'm still. First of all, hopefully, I'm still alive for it. Uh, so uh, I'll make sure to at least do my part. You know, eat a little healthy, go for a walk every thirty minutes. Now, if a car like hits me or something, that that's not yeah, okay, okay. That's not on you. That, that's not <laughs> you, okay. try, you did your part, <laughs> but I'm trying out like to you know, for me to kill me type of thing, you know, like kind of work, work, work on that. Try to stay alive a little longer. Oh, man. Uh, but, but yeah, so the, the Houston will get seven matches. Um, you have five games in group stage and then two in the knockout stages. That being the round of 32 and the round of 16. So uh, no final here in uh, Houston, but we, we kind of knew that was going to be the case. It was going to be a big name city, uh, you know, whether it be LA, New York, this time it was New Jersey, man. I don't know. I, I, we're going to New Jersey for the final, man. Glorious, um, what is it? Um, can't even think of the name of the MetLife Stadium, MetLife uh, Stadium with the uh, New York Jets, New York Giants play. So, um, it, it should be an interesting, man. I'm, I'm excited again. We have a two years to go uh actually a little bit more but can't can't wait can't wait it's, it's around the corner i think That's we're all you know you you got to see argentina become champion i i really don't believe mexico is going to be uh <laughs> champion of the world have some faith in, bro in, in my lifetime hey if it happens uh yeah I'm what would go. you do what uh, would you i don't do? know man I, that's the thing i don't know so because i can't as a Mexican, that's that's my biggest pet peeve because people always say, like, si se puede. And I'm like, if you start with that mentality of, yes, you can, Yuri kind of came, like, with a defeated mindset. So uh, I myself don't sure. think that way. But 99% of my Mexican friends believe that. And so it's just a mindset, man. I think, it, you know, they've tried really hard to get that twisted in people's minds that, Dude, it can be done. You know, like that, don't be so negative. But, but, me, but I, I don't know, man. I, I hope that in my lifetime that happens, but I don't know. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. As, so, as a Mexican, right? Uh, Mexico is always looking for that fifth game, yeah. right? Now that there's an extra like layer, right? Yeah. An extra yeah. game, does that change anything or? You, you have guys to do still... two more at that point. Yeah, you'll be like six for sure. Six yeah. Games. So it's never, it's never been done. So <laughs> never ending. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So no, but man, man uh, you know, obviously having it in Mexico and Canada and the U S uh, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to be busy. Like I said, hopefully oh, God yeah. willing, we're here covering the games. Uh, it'd be great to make it to 
one, if not all of those games, Christian, you know, yeah. uh, especially if we believe that Bayou City Soccer is going to continue to do the great things that it's been doing. Uh, we got to put in the work, man. We just got to put in the work for for that amount of time and enjoy that thing. And um, I, I'll just finish it with, I don't know, I, I can't mention it uh, whenever, but that's another thing. We we did get to record with Mente Futbolera podcast, so I don't know Ooh, if it'll be yeah. out by the time, um, by next this week or next week. He but said, anyways, yeah, for my Spanish-speaking people, my Spanish-speaking friends, so si hablas español, busca Mente Futbolera y ahí nos encuentras en el próximo podcast en uh yeah talking about that i was uh i was telling you guys about that captains uh of the world netflix uh documentary person mm -hmm. so i finally finished and you will love it man because obviously i mean it, it starts from everybody and then eventually like last episode is the final right france against argentina and all that stuff but i was getting a kick out of like because they they talked to players obviously like the the most of them are the captains of the their teams like Messi, uh, what's his name? Um, Lu Luca Modric. They talked to, yeah, th there's there's quite a lot. There's, I think I don't know if they talked to the Mexican guys or not, but anyways, so uh, I, 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 so apart from them, they talked to coaches and they talked to um, some media people, bro. The media people were the worst, especially like the French. <laughs> And the Argentina people, like you see the 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 Argentina um, um, media person was a girl, and so I mean super professional goes to like she has like she's inside the locker room and I'm like man that's pretty cool. And then the next thing you see her like in with the people like just chanting and I'm like bro like <laughs> if that was us out of Houston Dynamo game bro like please kick us out you know. I, I, no, I know they will. They should, but they should though. My point why? Is like, because why are you celebrating like that, man? Because you're, you're supposed dude. to be. <laughs> nah. And, and then wait, 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 wait. Hear me out. <laughs> and then what was funny, dude? The French guy was cracking me up because obviously in the final, especially like, well, this guy will celebrate everything, and he well, like, okay, take that back. The the girl, yes, you're right. Why would you kick him out? Because she was with the fans. She was doing her thing. She wasn't really covering the game from a media booth but the fridge guy bro was like on the media booth and he was just celebrating every goal and everything and what was <laughs> funny is so get to the final argentina is winning to zero i guess next to him is an argentina media guy and he's just like screaming and that the the uh, the french guy is so pissed he's just like hey man come down he keeps telling him that and then obviously things flip around you know the story and yeah. the guy's just screaming his lungs out and it's like all right guys let's tone it down let's tone it down a little bit relax. Just, just just a little bit relax man but um anyways man uh, I, I i just wanted to kind of mention that but christian man let's go ahead this was a great episode hopefully people you know got to listen to live especially that um interview with tate tate schmidt taters or you know whenever you get to um you know get to listen on the podcast or even on youtube go there go to hit the live um section and you'll have this recording in there you can watch it there again you can listen to it on your uh podcast wherever you listen to whether it be spotify or apple um uh, don't forget you know like subscribe follow us on our social media and uh you know follow christian christian putalia mm -hmm. and basically any 
uh, social media application. You can follow myself. Uh, you see on the screen, Rudy Segura three, that's my, um, Twitter handle. So feel free. I, I don't want to become famous. Don't you, you don't have to give me 10,000 followers, but <laughs> I would love to see Bayou city soccer hit 2000. We're, we're right there. Yes. You know, we started because. last year. We're right there, man. So if you guys can get us to 2000 followers by the end of the week, man, you know, it'd be great. It'd be great. And uh, obviously, you know, we'll be back next week. Uh, I think we'll probably have a guest unless I go crazy and maybe get another interview, uh, hey. you know, and, and, and shout out to the communication team, Edgar, Jack. Yeah, uh, they do a great job and uh, help us out you know, give us, give us those opportunities to, to chat with the players. So For you sure. guys can get to know them and learn more about them. But Christian, man, it's good seeing you. Let's keep yep. it going. And sure. I guess I give you, you Rodrigo today. No Rodrigo. Still, oh, no. He don't even text me half of the time anymore. He's my brother, <laughs> you know? but uh, go ahead, man. And, and close it out, man. Oh, man. But yeah, just lastly, don't forget, check us out at buycitysoccer.net. Don't forget, buycitysoccer.net. That's where you can find us. And like Rodrigo would say, don't forget to hold it down and keep it forever orange. Have